week. Well, it's been Easter break, so I haven't I haven't really been doing much. I got the new the the Final Fantasy VII remake. I've never played Final Fantasy before, and this is my first Final Fantasy game. I am into it. Who's your waifu? My waifu Tifa's my waifu. Okay. <laughs> I, I, my waifu. Aerith I, is a whiny bitch, and <laughs> I don't understand why everybody's all up her ass all the time because she's the worst. She's the literal worst. I, I think that's going to be the hot take that gets you cancelled. <laughs> <laughs> I think it is. I think it is. Like, I've literally just done the section where I, I meet Tifa. Um, not Tifa, I meet Aerith. And I had to follow her around the slums for a little bit. And I'm like, Jesus Christ. This woman? Just ragging my ass? Yeah, so I'm I'm not interested in Aerith. Tifa, <laughs> is, Tifa is the girl for me. I have only played... Uh, the least popular Final Fantasy, which is Final Fantasy XII, because I cannot do turn-based, or I don't really like turn-based, so... Yeah, I get uh, that. Final Fantasy XII is not turn-based. Final Fantasy... The new Final Fantasy VII is not turn-based either. Oh. Uh, okay. They've they changed the, the combat system so that it's more like... It's hard to describe, but you can switch between the characters in, in the flow of combat rather than, it's your turn. Now it's your turn. Now it's your turn. And yeah, it, it's good. I'm enjoying it a lot. I'm trying to ration it out so that I don't just spend all weekend with my face in. <laughs> There's a lot to ration. Yeah, well, that's good because if they try and take Sephiroth away from me, I'm going to burn the house down. <laughs> um, We've been binge watching Preacher, which oh. I did not expect it to be what it is. I, I was expecting a little bit more of like a supernatural, like monster of the week type situation. Oh, no. And I also did not expect all of the main characters to be assholes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Have you read the comic book? No. Okay. Uh, you should ask us to borrow it because it's, uh, yeah, it's it's the good stuff. <laughs> Is the comic much different from the show? Uh, I've only seen like one and a half episodes of the show. Um, so I can't say for certain. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, welcome to Are You Serious? A Journey Through Bad Reddit Relationships with Morgan and Esme. And I um, am the titular Morgan. <laughs> titular. Um, <and laughs> I love that word. Uh, and I'm Esme, who apparently I'm really immature today. <laughs> and the person you keep hearing in the background yelling is is my husband, Matt. I didn't who... realize you had started recording. <laughs> So he's officially, I think, our first guest. I think that's... I think he's more of a mascot. (laughs) That works, too. So the very first one I have for you is a lot. Okay. The OP is male 31 and his wife is female 34. The title is, My horse-obsessed wife would rather have horses than babies and it's ruining our marriage. I'm I'm not surprised. <laughs> Which, uh, uh, this is a relationship advice, obviously, and uh, I would also rather have horses than babies. Well, <laughs> I, I was thinking more, if somebody's like a mega horse person, that's kind of their whole jam. They don't have time for anything else. Horses require a lot of upkeep, and they're very expensive. So I can kind of understand why she doesn't... Yeah, I get that. But anyway... I've always wanted children, and before we got married five years ago, we agreed on having one or two. She was never as keen on children as I was, but she agreed. I always knew that my wife wanted horses, and I am absolutely fine with that. 
After marriage, we both got good, well-paying jobs and were able to afford a nice 15-acre property with ample space for horses in rural Kentucky. She has always seemed to move the goalposts as far as when to have children, and I want them ASAP. First, she said the fence needed to be redone to accommodate the horses. Fine. After a month of Saturdays, I finally redid the fencing circling the eight-acre horse pasture. Next, she said the barn needed to be redone before we could have children. I spent a whole year redoing the barn and adding additional stalls. Next, she said she needed to get horses first and adjust them to the new space before we could have children. After six months, she bought a third horse, a baby foal. She said that she needed to train this horse to be a show horse and will require at least a year or so of training, but we can have a baby after that. The baby horse is now eight months old, and now she's worried about having a baby in COVID-19 world. Plus, she's worried that she could be 35 plus after the baby is born, and she's worried about complications. I feel like she has led me along for five years just to give her horses, and now she's done with me. I really want children, and I don't want a divorce. I love my wife, but I feel like she's leaving me no choice. Any advice? Hmm. Okay, so I think the more he writes in the post, the more it is kind of like excuse 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 yeah the the deception like i get her mindset if she doesn't want kids she doesn't want kids but the deception part is is the problem here yes it's it's absolutely critical that when you get into a relationship and you think it's going to be serious you are 100 percent honest about your opinion on having kids yes that's like I mean, besides the commitment issue, probably one of the number one things that you should talk about at the beginning. I have no idea how people get into relationships and they get married and they've been married for like seven years. And then they're like, oh, I just found out my partner doesn't want kids. Yeah, that's an issue. That's a that's like a third date issue you should talk about. Yeah, it's me and my husband talked about it ages ago, like before. Well, obviously, because I moved country, right? Right, yeah. I wasn't about to do that if he was like, I'm 100% desperate for children. Because I'd be <laughs> like, mm, nah, I don't need that. I'll stay in rainy England. Thank you. But that that baffles me. Yeah, I'm really sad for him. It says, I feel like she's led me on for five years just to give her horses. That's unfortunate. Well, when when they got the house, like before they started talking about having children, she was already maybe like, what, 29? So he said it's been like five years and she's worried. But how old is she in the post 34? 34, yeah. Yeah, so she was 29. At 29, if you want to have kids, that should be in your three-year plan. It should be something that you're prioritizing if you're a woman because that is complication C. It just gets harder and harder and harder and harder and harder. Um, Yeah, and I... I feel like there's definitely a compromise in here like maybe she is afraid of pregnancy um which is a thing and so yes. maybe they can adopt instead but it sounds like she's a very caring person and very loving like she wants to give these horses a really good life and she wanted to make sure they had a nice fence and a nice barn and she's training this baby horse and all this stuff but i just i get the feeling i don't know if it's the way that he's written it or what i just get the feeling that she married him because she loves him but kind of neglected to tell him that she wasn't 100% down for kids. Yeah. Because it also says we both got good, well-paying jobs, so I don't think it's a situation where she's using him for his money. No. I think she just really likes her life the way it is right now, which is fine. But if that's the case, he should have been made aware earlier. Yeah, you need to. This is a sit-down conversation. Yeah. Oh, this is a hard one. 
It's yeah. tricky, this one. You need to figure out, okay, is is there a compromise to be had here where we can have a surrogate or adopt, or is it unsalvageable? And she's right. Horses do take a lot of care. Training a horse is hard. If you want to show them, like, horses are basically your whole life if you have them. That's it. It's like if you have, like, a pedigree dog who you take to shows and stuff. Did you watch that cat show? Netflix documentary. Um, I think I listened to a podcast episode about it. Oh my god, so great, so great! But the people who show their cats, nuts, crazy. They have nothing else. That's it. That's their whole life. Now yep. imagine that with an animal that is like twice the size of you and could kill you with a kick. <laughs> well, at least they live on the same property. Like a lot of people have to. What is it called? Board them. Yeah. <laughs> them somewhere else. So there's that. But yeah, she's definitely kicking the can down the road until it's too late. Yeah, I feel I feel like she was dragging her heels and now she's uh, changed her mind. Mm-hmm. Unfortunate. That's rough. Do you want to do one of yours? Uh, Yeah, I've got. Uh, OK, so we've got a choice of three. We have uh, I'm going to give you one word from like each of the titles. <laughs> clown oh no <laughs> picky stupidity um let's go with the clown one okay my immediate reaction was <laughs> fiance 26 female not happy to find out that i 26 male was a clown <laughs> <laughs> I like when they put question marks at the end uh, throw away account, but this is such a specific situation that I'm certain she'll see it, but my friends won't. So some context. I'm a pretty successful graphic designer. I was already working from home for a lot of projects for a long time before everyone started self-quarantining and practicing social distancing. While I'm definitely not part of the essential workforce, I have still managed to find some work to keep me busy. My fiancé has been furloughed from work and as such has been staying home with me, and we've been spending a lot of quality time together. One night we were having fun and joking together and I jokingly said that everyone does weird things for money when they're in school, like start an Etsy or sell feet pics. She joked back and fake accused me of selling drugs. I told her it wasn't anything illicit, illegal, nothing related to sex or drugs, but then accidentally let it slip that it was just embarrassing to me personally. And then after a second she stopped laughing because it became real. We talked about it and I said I didn't want to talk about it because it's super embarrassing and isn't who I am at all. She said that she understood and gave me my space about it for a couple of days. But after that couple of days, she seemed uncomfortable, and when I asked her about it, she admitted she was concerned about what I did for money. I told her it wasn't anything huge, I really just didn't want to talk about it, and I wished her to respect that and to trust me, but I could tell her not knowing was beginning to genuinely upset her. That night, I thought long and hard that this is the woman I want to marry, and so I should be open about my past. So I relented and told her the truth. I used to be a clown. (laughs) I I love how this post is just building up to, like, this horrible reveal. Like, he used to be an escort, and it's like, no, he was a clown. He was a clown. To some people, that might be just as bad. Uh, She was... (laughs) Sorry, I can't... Every time I read that sentence, it just cracks me up. It's so perfectly punctuated. Anyway. She was unhappy that it was something I hid from her, but it was a period of my life over the course of two and a half months and about 12 parties. She's been cold to me since, and that really sucks because we've been spending a lot of time together and we aren't really talking as much as we have been. From what I understand, she's probably more upset that I have to be pressed to tell her than to admit it of my own volition. And I think I may have violated her trust. 
Honestly, the clown thing just never came up because who talks about their part-time jobs from almost five years ago? It's not on my resume and it was before we started dating, but I did end up sitting down with her and telling her everything. Now, I'm so, so, so scared that was a mistake because of how she's acting now. She hasn't told anyone and though we haven't really argued either, now I'm wondering if I'm just reading into how she's acting and obsessing over this new piece of information I put into her world. It feels like there's distance between us. I wasn't hiding the fact that I was a semi-professional clown out of malice. It wasn't part (laughs) of any unions or anything, just kind of a performer for hire. But more out of embarrassment, because it's far and away from the type of work I do and the person I am today. It's not a dark period of my life or anything. And I think the story itself is interesting. I'm one of those types that thinks some bad decisions can make good stories to a degree. But it's not something I like to talk about, because while it's an objectively fun story, it doesn't have a particularly good ending. My act was very specific and weird. Only two or three friends know about it, I think, because they were at the party where I got the idea to perform as a clown for money, and I literally just used the same costume from that party for my acts. All things considered, I was pretty successful for what amounted to some weekend gigs. I didn't want it to be something weird that would follow me for the rest of my life, so I was secretive about it for those couple of months. I was always paid in cash, never check, and this was before electronic payments were huge, as in no Venmo or PayPal. Surprisingly, I made a few thousand dollars that I had put towards some of the fun things that I own game systems, electric skateboard, etc. But I stopped when that terrifying clown hoax of 2016 was happening (laughs) and heard that people were getting ready to gang up and beat up clowns. So I thought it was best to cash out and hang up the clown costume, so to speak. Also, because I know it's going to be asked. Back in uni, I was an athlete as well, kind of. I was part of a martial arts club where we performed martial arts choreography at certain school events. It was kind of like colour guard, but with punching. When I told fiancé this during our first few months dating, she made fun of me relentlessly for days, but she ultimately thought it was kind of cool. Anyway, I put that athleticism into my act, where I'd break boards and do some parkour, but I'd also do some clown stuff, like smack myself in the face with whipped cream and a dollar store pie crust and talk in a stupid voice and trip. It was fun because I was making little kids laugh and impressing them more than I was scaring them. Sometimes I'd get parents involved and have them steal my clown nose and run away, and I'd trip and fall chasing them at first, which would set up the parkour chase scene of my act after I'd put some distance between us. By the way, it's hard to convince big dads that yes, I will absolutely catch up to you and it will be much faster than you think. (laughs) The kids love the act, and I learned I would generally get paid more if I involved the family, with plenty of warning beforehand of what I was capable of. I never, ever advertised this. It was just word of mouth, and I think all of my clients knew each other in some way and knew me basically as a friend of a friend. Anyway... TLDR, what should I do? When should I have disclosed in our 2.5 year relationship that I was once a clown? <laughs> How old are they? Uh, 26 each. Mm. So I understand her wanting to, to know what he did, right? Because your imagination will run away with yes. you if you, you know, don't know. But I mean, it's like... <laughs> finding out anything about your significant other's past it doesn't change who they are today it's pretty innocuous as well (laughs) it's it's not illegal or immoral or anything like that yeah and you know he made good money doing i was so i was shocked when he wrote that he earned like a few thousand dollars yeah doing it i think most of the problem was with this was the way he framed it before he told her she she just built it up in her head as something like horrible and then he revealed it and maybe part of her doesn't believe him. Yeah, I think because he was saying, oh, it's embarrassing. Well, they would before he said anything like that, he, they were talking about selling drugs and, and stuff like that. Right. Maybe mm-hmm. she thought he was an escort 
or like he did cam work or anything like that and that might be why she was so like oh I have to know what it was and why she feels so distant now because she feels like she made a big deal out of it and it wasn't really anything yeah I think also the bigger issue is her making fun of him for Mm. um for the karate thing the karate color guard (laughs) which sounds really cool just another example of knowing when to draw the line like you can tease someone about it for a little bit and then stop and i definitely think that everybody's had an embarrassing job at some point in their lives a job that they'd rather not talk about because it was weird or like they have bad memories of it i just i think it's because it's a clown if if he's phrased it in any other way than the word clown (laughs) probably would be fine i was a children's party performer yeah there you go like, oh, he's good with kids. Great. But clown has all these weird connotations with it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, oh, it, oh, in my old apartment, I used to have this huge, massive print of um, one of those old 60s um, Batman covers with the Joker on it. It's massive. Um, you might know it if, if, if you see it. It's the one where he's got Batman and Robin on the playing cards and he's like looming over the whole... Um, yeah I think I've seen it and I had a friend come over and it was literally the first thing in my hallway you'd come in my apartment and there it was and I had a friend come over and he saw it and he went Jesus Christ (laughs) and I was like what I was so like I love the Joker I was so like non it it, it was just a part of the furniture to me and I didn't even notice it he was like do you do you have people over here with that up I'm like (laughs) yes Yeah, I didn't put it up just to scare you. He was like, well, maybe I think if you if you have guys over here, you should probably take it down. I was like, why? He was like, because people don't like clowns, man. <laughs> that is baffling. <laughs> I had never thought about it that way at all. Because I'm not bothered about clowns. They don't. It's, it's not a thing that I worry about. I worry about lots of other things, but not clowns. Me either. So then I got really paranoid that people were coming into my apartment and were freaking out about my jo- my big Joker poster. Anyway. People don't like clowns. So there is an update. Okay. Um, I've spent a lot of my work day, work from home, woo, reading all the comments and replies and tweets. Fiance and I sat down and talked about it. I told her about this post because I was genuinely concerned about what I should do in this situation. And I have a bad habit of making jokes about bad situations sometimes. But we had a civil discussion. She told me the reason she was acting distant was because, like some of you said, she thought I was lying about the clown thing. The reason I was embarrassed about it is because I fully didn't commit to it. No matter how it is phrased, telling someone you were a party clown for three months either gets met with, wow, that's cool, or holy crap, what a lie. And she, like many of you, went with the latter. So we talked about it like adults. I calmly explained I was not lying and that the story is stupid and inconsequential, but the circumstance in general of being a clown start to finish is unbelievable in a way. I got the idea at a costume party when a former friend told a drunk me he thought my costume was fun and that I should be a clown for his nephew's birthday party. I thought he was joking until he actually contacted me about it the next Saturday and said he'd pay me 100 to $200 for the whole day. Being 21, that's a lot of scratch for being an idiot for a bit. So I did it and it just turned into a thing. I told her I stopped being a clown because I didn't want it to get out that I was one so publicly. And it was around the time I kept seeing posts about people getting together to hunt clowns. And I felt that even if it was fake, the chance of it being real and it happening to me was not really one I wanted to take. It was fun for a bit. If I'd been a clown for like half a year, I'd probably tell more people about doing it. But for such a short period of time, it comes off of kind of a lie. If you need proof, read half the comments on this post. My fiance is not crazy and high maintenance. She's normal, a little wild sometimes, and kind of cooped up here, but I love her all the same. 
Anyway, she believes me, which I'm grateful for. I apologize for not telling her sooner, and she apologized for pressing me to talk about something so clearly weirdly polarizing. <laughs> like, really, this wasn't so much a post asking you all to take sides in the matter, like you were also seemingly ready to do, but more like asking advice on what I should do to try and bridge the gap in communication. She still seems to have some reservations, so I promised her that I'd try and do my act for her in the park when the quarantine's lifted. She asked me to do it for her now, but I told her our apartment is too small and filled with things that might break. I talked to her in my clown voice and she hated it because she said, <laughs> in her words, it sounds like Goofy on speed. <laughs> Thank you, everyone. <laughs> so well, Good communication. Hey, look at that. Communication yeah. solves problems. Heck yeah. Um, but I just, the title of that one was good. It was a good fun time. It's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, I... I called it. Yay. <laughs> yeah, you did call it. You're very good at this. Thank you. Okay, this one is our resident super asshole for the week. Oh, yay. Okay. <laughs> uh, am I the asshole for refusing to pretend to buy my girlfriend drinks? What? She is 31. She is 22. Oh, this is going to be bad. <laughs> this is going to be ridiculous. Forgive me. <laughs> uh, at, least, at least he's aware. Okay. A few weeks ago, my girlfriend of eight months invited me to go bar hopping with two of her friends. There are also a couple, so this was a double date. I don't like her friends, but I agreed to go to make her happy. Why? That's the first red flag. I don't <laughs> like your friends. Well, of course you don't. You're like 10 years older than them. You have nothing in common yeah. with them. As she was putting on her makeup, she told me she had to ask a favor. She asked me to pretend to pay for her drinks in front of her friends. She said she would give me cash before we left to make it look like I am paying when she is actually paying for herself. From the beginning of our relationship, we've agreed to keep our finances separate. We buy gifts for holidays and birthdays, but do not pay for each other for anything else. We pay separately when we go out to eat. If she asks me to pick something up just for her when I'm at the store, she gives me the exact change back. Hmm. I like this arrangement as it proves to me that she is not with me for my money. Obviously, I would not be with her for her money as she is a poor college student. <laughs> oh, Jesus. It's come to my attention that her friends are much more shallow than she is. I was shocked by her asking me to pretend to pay for her. I asked her why. She said her friends tease her because I never pay for her. I said I'd think about it. I felt inadequate as a boyfriend when she said that to me. I started wondering if I should just pay for her. Then I realized that this is manipulative on her part, even if what? unintentionally. I was not going to be guilted into paying for her or be humiliated for not paying for her. He he saw the mark. Yes. And flew over it. <laughs> like, Started going in the right direction and then was like, am I the wrong one? No, it was the <laughs> kids who are wrong. <laughs> All right, principal. Seymour. Let's I go. I told her no, which ended up snowballing into a bad fight. She started to cry and said that her friend's boyfriend, the one that we were going drinking with, always spoils his girlfriend and it makes her feel bad I never do that for her. It made me feel like shit to hear that. We agreed that it was the best to keep our money separate and now she wants to flip the script. I spoil her in other ways. I allow her to live with me rent free because I love her. I told her that I don't care what her friends do in their relationships because the only thing that should matter is what works in our relationship. We went out for the night and I refused to play along. She ended up paying for both of our drinks for the night. When I'd go to ask for two checks, she'd passive-aggressively say it was, quote, fine. Things were a bit tense after that night, but a few days later, things were back to normal. Or so I thought. We got into a small fight last night again about something unrelated. She brought up that situation again, saying I acted like a complete asshole that night. Now she is giving me the cold shoulder. I do not think I was an asshole. I thought she is immature to want to make her friends think that I am her ATM. 
However, I'm starting to wonder if I should have handled it differently because she is very upset. Please excuse grammatical mistakes. English is not my first language. Am I the asshole? <sighs> okay. Okay. Where do we start? Um, first I, off. I allow her to live with me rent free uh, because I love her. No, it's not allow. Like, <sighs> she is not a stray dog that you found and brought in and you let live in your house. Like, you're in a relationship and you live together. It doesn't matter who's paying the rent right now. I'm wondering when they moved in together because it sounds like he said the relationship is only eight, eight months. months old. So. And now I'm starting to wonder. So the, I allow her to live with me rent free thing. I'm starting to wonder if the agreement, and I'm doing like air quotations to keep their finances separate, wasn't his idea. Because it sounds like he is being a bit of a money hoarding dragon, right? (laughs) He's like, no, this is mine and you can't have any of these things. And I am going to remind you all the time how many things I let you have and get away with. I allow you to live in my house rent free. I'm kind of thinking that it's like, no, this is my money and I let you do this. And that's why she feels like she has to give him the exact change for her groceries, which is kind of ridiculous. And if someone buys you groceries, right, if I if I if we were hanging out together, Morgan, like in a in a pre COVID (laughs) environment in the before and you said, uh hey, I'm going to just stop. I'm going to pop over to the coffee shop. Do you want anything? And I said, oh, yeah, I'll have a coffee and a piece of cake and I'll give you some cash when you come back. You would tell me how much it cost, right? But you would probably be like, oh, it was 15 bucks. Yeah. And then I would give you 15 bucks. You wouldn't be like, it was $14.87 and I need the exact change. Yeah, and even if you round down too. (laughs) And even if you did that, I'd be like, well, here's 15 bucks. Like, I wouldn't give a shit. I'm pretty sure this is the plot to one of the stories in the Joy Luck Club, <laughs> and it is perceived as being bad. Like the the couple splits everything down the middle, and even when they go get groceries, they split it based on who eats what. It just sounds unbelievably petty and time-consuming. And so much effort for pretty much no reason. For no reason. If you're in a relationship with somebody, I'm not saying that after eight months you should be pooling all of your resources together. That's ridiculous. But what I'm saying is, if you're in a relationship together and you have an agreement that you're both going to like try and pay your own way, does it have to be so nitpicky? No. Because you love each other and you're likely paying for things that the other person is kind of falling down on anyway. Yeah. Does that make sense? And like, you should be fine with, you know, trading off. Like, I don't really think you should keep that much score as as it's it's fairly even just like, okay, you paid last time. I'll pay this time. Yes. But she's also a poor college student. So in that case, I would probably say that he should pay more if he can afford it. That also doesn't mean that you can't spoil the other person occasionally. Yeah. Like, in England, when my husband was only my boyfriend, he stayed in my flat a lot, like, half the week sometimes. I didn't ask him to pay rent. That was That's ridiculous. But he would 
take me for breakfast or you know we'd go for dinner and he'd pay or we'd go to the movies and he'd pay I wasn't keeping count of all the things I bought for him and all the things he bought for me and how much rent he owed me and how much of my food he'd eaten and it just it it didn't matter yeah you should want to enjoy their company that should be the primary reason uh, and yeah and if he's earning the, the money then for now yes it should be his financial responsibility to do things like entertainment Especially if you want to date someone who's nine years younger than you. <sighs> Let's just put aside just how gross that is. <laughs> yeah. And I'm not saying that age gaps don't work. And I'm not saying that all age gaps are gross. But I always kind of get the feeling that when we see these posts on Reddit, uh, it's always the guy who is older than the woman. And the woman is always just barely out of college. And also there's some sort of other power dynamic in the relationship. Like it seems like this guy is so immature that people his own age won't date him mm-hmm. so oh yeah he has it's... to date college students <sighs> and yeah. also he has enough money to just have his college student girlfriend live with him can you imagine him trying to pull this shit with a 30 year old woman hey your groceries cost 72 dollars and nine cents and i need it it'd be easier now because of venmo but <laughs> she'd be like Are you kidding me but I don't I, I don't like the fact he's like, I don't like her friends. They're immature and shallow. It's like, well, duh, they're like 22 years old. Yeah, it's, it seems I see the seeds of a very abusive relationship here where he's like, I don't like your friends, so we're not hanging out with them. You owe me because I let you live in my house rent free. Like, oh, yeah, gross. Slimy. Yeah. Well, so, he's the asshole. Yeah. Um, this is a, a, an example of another guy telling on himself. Job well done. I think we nailed that one. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. I have one with a with a big. I have a long one, but it also has a big update. But it is it it st- it starts pretty innocuous, and then it kind of gets weird. Okay. My mine are mine are short, so we can okay. go through the long one. I, twenty four female, am dating an almost unreasonably picky eater, twenty five male, and I'm pretty much at the end of my rope. <laughs> I. Maybe see where this is going, but... <laughs> oh, no, you don't. I promise okay. you. <laughs> Great. I met Jake about two years ago while out and bonding over the fact that we graduated from the same college. We went on a couple dates and we were getting to know each other when he let me know that he had more or less eaten pizza every day for the past three years. I didn't love the idea, but I thought he was pretty cool besides that and figured it was just a little quirk he had. He was uh, he was exaggerating and that the dude just really liked pizza. He was not exaggerating. <laughs> He eats it every single day without fail. Each time we go out, it has to be pizza. And after a few fights here and there, it's been pretty much an unspoken understanding that when we go out, we will be getting pizza. Also, it's not just any pizza. He's even picky about his pizza. He'll make us go to a few totally inconvenient pizza places that require a subway trip ride. And it's far from where either of us live. We live in New York City, and I'm sure most of you know you pretty much can't pass a single block without stumbling upon a pizza place. So it's not like these places are our only options. I can name all the foods he eats on both my hands. All are simple carbohydrates, but pizza is his absolute favourite. The others he'll just settle to eat if pizza is not immediately available. No vegetables, no fruit, no protein whatsoever. He absolutely refuses to try them, despite never trying most of them before. I've tried to gently push his boundaries, but it always fails. And the one time we went somewhere I wanted to go, he pouted the entire time and ordered French fries. He's promised to be more open and claims that the pizza thing won't be forever, but that it's working for him now, whatever that means. 
He claims to be high functioning on the spectrum, which honestly I'm not totally convinced of, but that's another story. And that's why he can only eat pizza. This made me more cautious of discussing my issues with his diet because I know how easily he can claim that I'm insensitive to his disability and that it's something he truly cannot help and that he has. I do firmly believe he has some sort of avoidant eating disorder. That is clearly not debatable. I've more or less dropped it because it always starts a fight, but the resentment is still there. Something I wasn't totally sold on when we first met, but convinced myself with a small quirk, is turning into genuine disgust and bitterness towards him and his unwillingness. I guess he thought I got over it since I stopped bringing it up as much, and he informed me of his plan to stop eating pizza every day after 10,000 consecutive days of eating pizza. To do the math for you... That's roughly around 2040, factoring in the days he's already gained. He's going to document it on his Instagram story and show everybody his streak. I told you you didn't know where this was going. (laughs) He seems so proud of this idea and commitment that I'm genuinely stunned. He thinks this is just some interesting, cute little tidbit about him that people will support because he's such an offbeat guy. I could not believe what I was hearing. Taking away the inconvenience of always having to eat where he wants to eat, not being able to cook for us and being bored stupid over eating the same shit every time. It's simply not healthy. He claims because he's outwardly fit, it's not a big deal, but I disagree. I was sort of putting up with the whole pizza thing at first, but upon this announcement, I don't know if I can deal with this much longer. It's inconvenient, unhealthy, and in my opinion, it's selfish. Everybody you go to eat out with has to cater to a single person's self-imposed dietary restrictions. He's going to Germany with his family for vacation, and he's already mapped out the available pizza places he can eat at. (laughs) Going to Germany to eat pizza? (laughs) You're one country over, mate, but good, good try. It very well could be something he can't help, and he's claimed to be getting help through therapy with it, but I'm seeing no progress. And honestly, I don't think he wants to, and only says he's working on it to placate me. He talks about having a future with me and having kids, and there's no way I would even consider that if he continues to commit to this streak for the fear of setting a bad example for our children's eating habits. We don't live together and only see each other about three times a week, and the pizza thing is driving me crazy. He proposed moving in together, and I immediately shot that down for the time being. If I can barely handle it now, I know living together would only amplify it. I've tried gently coaxing, I've tried showing him studies on how his diet affects his life and sets back the fitness goals he's always complaining about never reaching. I've tried fighting and anger only to be told I'm an asshole because I need to accept him as he is and that he can't help it. Maybe he's right. I have to accept it or I have to move on. And at this point, I truly don't think I can. He's great in almost every other way except for this. I feel guilty for letting it go on this long when it bothered me from the beginning, but I can't change that now. Do I concede and let him eat whatever he wants because he's a grown man? Should I draw this boundary and continue to push him to push himself and give an ultimatum? Or do I just need to throw in the towel and move on with my life? I never thought I'd get so stressed out over pizza for fuck's sake. Ugh. <laughs> I, yeah, that's, that is rough. That's. That's eating the same thing. I'm assuming he doesn't put any vegetables on his pizza. I'm assuming it's just cheese pizza. And at a pizza place, if even if you don't want pizza, there's usually not that many other options. There's maybe wings and maybe fries. But yeah, especially in New York. Yeah, because it's just like a one. They just do pizza usually. Yeah, and they do it really well. But honestly... 10,000 days. I I would say that sitting down with him and um like saying, okay, how about we cook something adjacent to pizza? How about let's try, you know, other Italian food like lasagna or chicken parmesan or something and then kind of like 
progress outward till he has a more diverse tastes. But of course, if he doesn't want to do that, which it doesn't sound like he does. See, I'm then... not even, I'm not that sure it's about his tastes. I think it's just, he's obsessed with this idea of the streak. It's it's this weird thing he wants to brag about. Ooh, I, I ate pizza every day for 10,000 days. Isn't that a weird fact about me? I I actually don't think that it's like, oh, I can't, I can't eat other food because I don't like it. I think it's just that he doesn't want to. And I'm wondering, like, does he have a lot of Instagram followers from this? Because if so, you can start, like, experimenting with different kinds of pizza. I literally just watched the Ugly Delicious episode about pizza on Netflix yesterday. <laughs> and, you know, they had smoked salmon pizza and oh, good. tuna and all these other things. And it's like, you could go get some exotic pizza and make that into your thing. It could be a habit thing as well. Like, maybe he just feels comforted when he eats pizza. He claims he's on the spectrum, and I don't want to dive into that too much, because that's that's a thorny issue. Um, yeah. But if that's the case, one of the symptoms of being on the spectrum is that you have some kind of funny um, restrictions about food. Um, there are things you'll eat, there are things you won't. Sometimes it's texture, sometimes it's just you don't like the way it looks, sometimes it's... You know, um, if it's true that he's on the spectrum and this is how he copes with eating, then it needs to be addressed because he cannot eat pizza every single day. I'm surprised his guts aren't just completely clogged up all the way up. (laughs) Yeah, the the he must have horrible acne, too, because like grease. grease, Yeah. And just the, the, the high like lactose intake as well. And no vegetables. Yeah. The sheer amount of cheese he must be eating on a weekly basis is like... <laughs> but I'm curious about, does he eat breakfast? Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. Does he have breakfast pizza? Or does he just, does he eat pizza from last night? And then he has a fresh pizza for lunch and fresh pizza for dinner? Is that a thing? I'm curious how far it goes. Is he ordering all of these pizzas? Or is he getting like a dish or no? It looks like he's just eating out all the time. Because she says she can't cook for him at home. So he's very picky about the places where he eats his pizza. They have to go halfway across town to get it. So I'm assuming that he's spending every last dime he has (laughs) on takeout pizza. And that in itself is a completely different issue. Yeah. I've had friends who were like this, who I had a friend in high school who would just eat fried chicken, like chicken tenders and fries and pizza. Um, And she branched out when she was in college and lost like 40 pounds people generally do when they when they actually have to cook for themselves um i've I've known a couple of picky eaters in my time who you know when i knew them all they'd eat was like potatoes and some kind of meat and that was it but when you actually have to live by yourself and you have to cook by yourself and you realize it's not sustainable you start to branch out it sounds like he hasn't done this at all Um, he's stuck with the crutch of pizza He's, it's too convenient for him. He knows what he likes and he's going to have what he likes. Uh, there is an update and it's pretty long, oh, but it's okay. kind of crazy. This happened last night. This update is way more dramatic and unpleasant than I had hoped, but it is what it is. I read what you all wrote and I appreciate all the comments left for me. Despite a few outlandish ones, they were all very helpful and reaffirming of my beliefs that I'm not being nitpicky about this issue. 
I decided to give it one last shot at broaching the issue with him and letting him know how serious it was to me. He needed help. And so long as I saw that he was trying, that was all I asked for. We were out to dinner. I'm sure you can all guess what we had to eat. When he brought up his trip to Germany and how he would have to find a supermarket stat in order to stock up on frozen pizzas to keep his streak going. I was hoping to do it after the trip so as not to ruin his good time, but I figured now was as good a time as any. Me. Maybe you don't have to continue the streak. Maybe you can just try new German cuisine without worrying about having to get pizza into your diet the entire time. Have you talked with your therapist about your avoidant eating? Him. No way. I have people depending on me to continue the streak. I don't want to let them down. What? Me. I don't think anybody really cares about this streak as much as you do. And frankly, I'm worried about you. This is really unhealthy and it's consuming your life. You're about to go on this incredible trip to Germany. And the forefront of your mind is to get to a grocery store to pick up frozen pizzas. I think you really need to discuss this with your therapist again. We had a back and forth the rest of our meal about his diet and how it was affecting our relationship. He doesn't think it's a problem because his health is fine. Keep in mind, he's only 25. And how I was being a busybody and I needed to mind my own business. I let him know this is my business because it affects me. We can only go out to eat one thing. We can never have a meal at home together. And if we did decide to move forth and have children, the example he's setting is awful. We let the issue go for the rest of dinner, not wanting to escalate it, and ate in silence. The plan after was to go back to his place where I would spend the night. The entire trip home was silent, but very obviously he was simmering while I wished I'd just gone home. I should have just gone home. I guess I didn't expect the shitstorm that waited when I got to his place. Oh no. He flipped. He began screaming about how he was so sick of me bringing this up and how it was his life and how I couldn't control what he did or ate. I told him I cared about him and his health and I wanted him to recognize what he was doing was not healthy. I ultimately agreed that he was right. I couldn't control what he did or what he ate, but he can't expect that I stick around and watch and enable him like I had been doing in the past. It escalated from there, how he had been there for me the entire time when I was an active alcoholic and through my relapses. I could not and still cannot dispute that. He was. I guess the only difference between him and I is that I wanted to change. I acknowledged the issue and knew I could not go on like this any longer. Obviously, though, it is much quicker to see the downfall of someone suffering from alcoholism versus someone who is suffering from this kind of eating disorder. One spirals much faster than the other, so I was able to recognize it much quicker. I told him I was going to leave because I couldn't deal with this anymore. We kept fighting and fighting, and he let me know he would expose me. He has a blog, and he told me how he would write one about what it was like to live with an alcoholic and use my name. He would be sharing it on Facebook. Yeah, I completely panicked. I cried and begged that he wouldn't use my most vulnerable moments against me. He told me if I walked out, he absolutely would. That was all I needed to hear. He was going to blackmail me. I think this snapped me awake to realize that this isn't love. If I leave, he's going to humiliate me on the internet to get back at me. That absolutely is not love. So I left. I don't have many possessions there, but he can keep them for all I care. He emailed me a draft of the post, blocked him on everything else, and the subject was last chance. Let him post it. Fuck it. I can't control other people. I can only control myself and how I react. I deactivated all my social media and I'm ready to move on with my life. It hurts that somebody I trusted so much would explicitly broadcast my past, but it's a learning lesson. Thank you all for reading. Wow. I am impressed. First of all, gold star. (laughs) Left right away. I am impressed with her communication skills because it seems like she was very simply and effectively communicating to him. And then he just kind of shut down because he didn't want to make a scene in the restaurant. She wasn't blaming him or accusing him. She said, these are my concerns. Why don't you try this? That's like textbook good communication. communication. It's, hey, I'm worried about you. This is how I feel. If you tried this, it might help. 
there's no you have to do this or I'm leaving or I can't take this another second. That's all him. Yeah, he was a black male. Like, I can't believe that that's where that went. I not <laughs> see that. The story I, takes a total 180. Yeah, I'm very glad that she she had the strength to leave right away and also just snapped out of it so quickly. But as a former alcoholic, out of all the people who would be able to see addictive behavior... Right. And it seems like she's been through therapy for it and dealt with right. it. Right. Yes. Apparently he's in therapy too, but he's clearly not doing anything that the therapist is telling him or he's not talking to the therapist about his eating behaviors. Yeah. And I, I think he probably really is going to therapy because he said he wasn't going to tell them about the food thing. Oh, yeah. I believe it. I believe he's in therapy, but I don't think he's doing anything that the therapist is telling him. He's not taking it seriously. No. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, that one, I the first time I read it, I was like, oh, this is kind of boring. And then when it got to the 10,000 day streak, I was like, wait a second, this is the Iranian yogurt is not the issue. Here. <laughs> yeah, I think he's probably fixating on that as a, as a way to excuse it to, to say like, oh, yeah, I have so many Instagram followers, blah, blah, blah. He doesn't really he's not really doing it for them. He's doing it for some other issue that he needs to work on with his therapist. Yeah, oh, I'm glad she got out. Um, and I'm glad that she just went, you know what, screw it. I don't care what he does. If he posts it, he posts it. If he doesn't, then he doesn't. I'm, I don't need to deal with it. Yeah. Um, that's very, very strong of her. She's doing a, she's doing a good job. Sounds like she is going to be a lot happier now without yes. this. God, I hope so. Dragging him around. Yes. Okay. We probably don't have time for both of mine. So I want to end on this one because it's hilarious. Okay. Am I the asshole for arguing with my sister about her being topless around her dog? <laughs> <laughs> okay. He, okay, she's 22. Mm-hmm. And he is, quote, several years younger than her. I'm assuming he's 15. Okay. That's not right. Hey, guys, I'm wondering if I'm the asshole in this situation. My sister in this story is 22 years old, and I'm her brother several years younger than her. She lives far away from the family. My sister has a private Instagram account, which my family and I follow, and a public Instagram account where she posts her modeling stuff on. Neither my parents, two other sisters, or I follow that account because there's a lot of half-naked photos there. She didn't order us not to follow her public account. We just don't feel comfortable doing so. Even though I don't follow that account, I check up on it periodically because I'm curious about her life. She posts a lot of her daily routine on there. She barely uses her private account anymore. She also posts on Patreon and OnlyFans, where her fans can pay to see her topless photos. This is her main source of income. She advertises her Patreon and OnlyFans on Instagram. She posted a censored topless photo of herself on her Instagram story yesterday, telling people to swipe up and support her on Patreon and OnlyFans. I don't have a problem with that. I don't think she's trashy for doing those things. I admire her hustle of monetizing her two investments. (laughs) This kid is amazing. I, he clearly does have a problem. Oh, he definitely has a problem with it. But the way he describes her boob job is, (laughs) Yes. Uh, But I have a problem with her being topless around her dog. A female (laughs) Manchester Terrier. I saw the dog's butt and hind legs from her bedroom mirror reflection in that photo. I never knew that she would be topless around her dog. I think most people would agree with me that that's trashy. I'm... (laughs) 
that's how he's moralizing about a freaking dog. I messaged my sister telling her it's not okay to be topless around her dog and that she might lose a lot of fans because of that. She said this is something I shouldn't worry about. I said that it's a little trashy and she should treat her dog like a family member and cover up a little bit around her. She deflected by telling me to stop snooping around her public account. I said that I visit that account to view her Instagram stories and see how her life is going. She said that account isn't meant for me and it makes her uncomfortable to know I'm on there. I'm really not on there for her half-naked photos. I just like to see what's going on in her life. I didn't argue with my sister about that point. I told my sister again that I'm not going to argue with her any further, but that I just wanted to let her know that many people are probably weirded out by her being topless around her dog. She told me to shut the fuck up and blocked me from her public account. I asked her why she did that. She told me to stop being a pest. I didn't reply anymore. I'm a little sad that my sister is mad at me. Am I the asshole? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's a lot of issues that uh, mm, I can kind of understand how she's like. What she can do whatever she wants to do, right? That's that's her business. If she has a an account for her family and an account for everybody else, and she's worried about her younger brother snooping on her normal account, then she needs to be posting a little bit more in her family account. Just. To try and alleviate that, oh, my brother might be going to my normal account and seeing pictures of me with no clothes on, and that's kind of weird. Um, yeah, well, and she blocked him. Yeah. So that should solve the problem. But then this weird, this is <sighs> around the dog. I have to say, when I first got my cat, I did feel kind of strange being naked around the cat. <laughs> I'm not used to, like, small creatures watching me while I get dressed. Well, if you just realize that he's naked too. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Neo, put some clothes on, you perv. Um, but then I kind of got over it because I was like, oh, he's a cat. He doesn't care. Like, I've literally cleaned poop out of his butt. So if he has to see my boobs every now and then, nah. Um, <laughs> I mean, the amount of times that people's dogs have seen them naked is <laughs> probably astronomical. The yeah. dog does not care. The dog doesn't care. Lots of people's dogs have probably seen them having sex as well. <laughs> but, you know, they don't care. It seems a weird thing to fixate on. I wonder if he's just trying to, like... I wonder if he's just really uncomfortable with this idea of his sister being a model. He says he's not uncomfortable uncomfortable with it. But if he's not uncomfortable with people seeing her boobs, paying to see her boobs, then I don't understand why he's not comfortable with the dog seeing the boobs. In the Who- comments, he just says, because it's trashy. And then they asked him to explain, and he said... She's smart to monetize her best assets. Being naked around her dog is unnecessary and weird. So because she's making money off it, it's okay. But the dog shouldn't see it because the dog's not paying? (laughs) (laughs) Like, the, the logic is not there. I think it's just a mask for him being just a bit concerned about her behavior. And he's just not entirely sure how to express that. So he's using the dog as an excuse. Yeah. I don't know. It, it, it seems like he's not necessarily doing that consciously because I could see being kind of weirded out, like you said, but also it's none of his business mm-hmm. and also the dog doesn't care. Yeah, the dog doesn't care. As long as the dog's getting fed and walked, it doesn't care about much else. It's also a female dog, so <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not entirely sure why that's an issue. <laughs> Girl dogs have bits too. Like, it's fine. We're all women here. Also, like, how he was looking at it long enough to notice just the dog's reflection in the mirror behind her. It's a strange detail. Yeah. Kind of (sighs) yikes. Or concerning. 
I, yeah, I think he probably just needs to have a conversation with his sister and be like, hey, I think you're very smart for what you're doing, but it worries me. And I think that's why I got upset about the dog and I'm sorry. There you go. Yeah, he needs to admit that he was wrong because he was wrong. Yeah, but that's, that is... <laughs> I I just thought that title was hilarious. Too. Oh, the title is so funny. Just the way he goes on about the nakedness in front of the dog is trashy, but... Selling pictures of your boobs on Instagram is not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, like, if you think it's trashy in one respect, you have to think it's trashy in all respects. It, just... it can't be okay for one thing and not for the other. Right. Like, how is it trashy around a dog, but not around humans? It just doesn't make sense. No sense. Yeah. So he is the asshole. I would say, I wouldn't Gently. say he's an asshole. Gently. I would say his opinion is asshole-ish, but he's also only a child. So I can kind of get where he's coming from. Well, I've still got some of that like prudish mindset from when you're a kid. A little prudish, a little horny. <laughs> his sister's selling boob pics. It's, it, that's a gray line where you don't really want to be. So he's probably just very embarrassed. Bless him. And then went and posted it on <laughs> Reddit. <laughs> So there's a there's a kind of gentler subreddit adjacent to Am I the Asshole called Am I the Buttface, um, which is like, am I was I in the wrong in this situation? Maybe you're not a full on asshole, but he's uh, a buttface. Yes, he's a buttface. He's definitely a buttface. <laughs> well, we didn't talk about food. Oh, we did. You we did. did. No, we did about pizza. Okay, we had the good. big pizza. Good. One. <laughs> can't go off book like this so no. early on in the podcast I think if we don't have a food one we should just shut it down i need a recipe for pizza dough pizza yes yeah which i i made calzones last week Ooh. oh man i love i love me a calzone it was a pretty good recipe but it didn't brown it just like cooked they didn't get browned on the top it was very strange you not put some egg wash on that bad boy Oh, I just did olive oil. Ah, you need to put some egg wash on there. Yeah. Brown but uh, really. eggs are, there's like a shortage of eggs coming up, so. Oh, we just blew some out to, um, to paint, so it's all right. My husband ate them. <laughs> yeah, you're still eating them. We're still fine. Well, where can people find you on the internet? Uh, you can find me on Twitter, Esme underscore C underscore knows, as in knows lots of stuff. Uh, and that's my Twitter. We also have an Are You Serious Twitter, uh, which is R, the letter, U, the word, serious pod um, on Twitter. And you can find us at that same email if you'd like to send us anything. I did check the email this week and no one has sent us anything. Oh, We're serious when we say to send us recipes. Oh, no, please. Send Deadly us recipes. Serious. Send us spells. Send us stuff you find on Reddit. Like, we we put extra stuff on the Twitter. Um, other Reddit stories that we find amusing or um, pictures that we think are funny. So please do check out our Twitter because it's got some extra content on there that you don't get in the podcast. Maybe we should post more pictures of our cats. Oh, that would definitely bring people. People love cats. Especially on the internet. Oh, yes. The internet was made for cats. So, what did I forget anything? Oh, you didn't tell us where we can find you on Twitter, Matt. Oh, yes, me. If you want to see my weird takes, I'm at Morgan underscore Slay, like Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Woo. Uh, we do have a Facebook, which is the letter R, the letter U, uh, Serious Pod. Um, come check us out there as well uh, and spread the joy. Feel free to 
post your own screenshots and we'll retweet them. Oh, we'll yes, please. On Facebook. What did you say last week? You said, uh, be good. Uh, be good. Be safe. Look after yourselves and each other. Um, don't do anything I wouldn't do. And send us recipes. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> I think we found our sign off. Bye.